Hi, and welcome to the Sage's Cabin podcast. I'm your host, Rox Madeira. So grab a cup of tea and come and join me in the Sage's Cabin as we chat about everything from herbal gardening, herbal medicine, movement practices, wild food, postnatal, and just general well-being. So today I'm talking to Marion from Highland Boundary. They are a company based in Scotland and they distill and make botanicals using the botanical spirits using the wild ingredients around about them. Um, Marion's going to be at the festival selling her award-winning spirits and also making cocktails and she's also going to be doing a talk on the medicinal origin of botanical spirits starting from medieval Europe, talking about origins of medicine and the, um, the links between distilled spirits and historic events that have shaped Scotland. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi Marion. Hi Doc, sorry, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for joining me this evening for this podcast. We're really looking forward to having you um, at the Wild Food Festival in September. So um, maybe, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, Maybe we can start by you just telling me a little bit about you and who you are and about your business. Yeah, um, I'm Marion Bruce. Um, I run Highland Boundary Spirits with my husband, Simon. Um, we live on a small farm just outside of Aylith and our names comes from the fact that our farm sits right on the Highland Boundary Fault Line, which is the geological division between the Highlands and the Lowlands. So we kind of sit up high up Strathmore, um, but it kind of defines where we are. And, 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 you know, that's kind of what our spirits are about as well. It's about producing really unique flavours from the wild plants that are around us on the farm and on the neighbouring woodland. So, yeah, it's kind of all about place. Okay. And so what kind of flavours do you use? What kind of wild flavours? Yeah, um, so we do things a bit differently here. Um, they are really unique flavours and they're they're based on Scandinavian-style or Alpine-style spirits. Um, so... Our first release in 2019 was Birch and Elderflower. And the Birch in that is uh, Birch Buds. It's not made with Birch Sap. So it brings a a flavour called Wintergreen, which is a really clean, dry, fresh flavour. And paired with the Elderflower, it gives a wee floral afternote. Um, But that's a lovely, clean, foresty, fresh flavour. Wintergreen's an amazing uh, flavour as well because it's actually a a flavour enhancer. It's a natural flavour enhancer. So when you you can drink it straight and actually they're all distilled in a very particular way to make them smooth enough to drink straight. But that makes amazing cocktails and I'm actually sitting drinking here, which is um, it's our signature cocktail because it just works so well. It's a Scottish Mojito and Simon named it the Macito, which is cheesy, I know, but it just it's just like okay, well, it makes people see it, it makes people laugh. Um, but with the spirit instead of rum at the base of it, it is just the most spectacularly refreshing cocktail. So, yeah. so what's in That's, that cocktail? What's the in it? What's in what's in it? Yeah, yeah. So it has our birch and elderflower spirit. It has lime juice. So it's a fairly standard mojito recipe, other than we use um elderflower 
cardio instead of plain sugar syrup. And yes, just soda and, and the birch that really makes all the other ingredients. So you get the, you know, the, the lime and the mint coming through really strong because of the flavour enhancing qualities of the birch that's in the spirit. So it's really refreshing drink. That's really nice. I can, like, I can make one for you at the festival. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds lovely. Um, and how do you sort of come up with the flavours? Um, so what, what we do was kind of um, inspired by the fact that we have all these, well, we rewilded our farm. Uh, we bought a farm in 2008. And right from the, from the very beginning, we planted native species of trees and, and understory plants. And then we realised when a friend of ours moved to Denmark that actually these spirits um, that are made all over the rest of Europe, botanical spirits, that they use the same plants that we were had all around us. And so we kind of created this, this uh, library of flavours literally on our farm. So we started experimenting with them. And actually the, the birch, because we have lots of young birch trees, there's lots of young trees that were planted around us as well, uh, which we have a, a license to, to pick from. Um, yeah, it was it was one of the first things that we wanted to, to try and use. And it, it took a lot of developing to get it absolutely right. It's still in a very particular way, which is different to the way that other spirits are distilled. But, you know, we we did the, the work to kind of, bring the right flavour from it um, so yeah we're, it's kind of inspired we, we use what we have and that was always what it was about was to actually use the the the, the species that we had in abundance so that we weren't um, yeah we weren't wrecking any ecosystems actually we were we were helping by planting the same thing so yeah so about biodiversity about restoration of our woodlands um, but actually then use of our, sustainable use of our woodlands in a different way from which, you know, the way that we've used them recently. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting that you said that you've got a licence to pick from the birch trees. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realise you did Well, it's, it's, a, it's a bit different. So, you know, because we, we pick commercially, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the birch trees are not on our farm. They're on woodland that's adjacent to the farm. But we, so we, it's not our land, so we have to pick under license. So it's not like we're taking a small little bit for our own personal use. Yeah. Actually, we're picking commercially, but we, it's all done sustainably because um, we only take a small amount from each tree. And the, the landowner insisted that, you know, that was all uh, regulated. And, and we insist on it as well that actually we're not removing any more than agreeing deer would remove or actually insect attack and defoliate a, a tree quite quickly as well. So particularly when we're using foliage, we're always ensuring that we're taking a very small proportion from each tree so that we're not damaging the growth of the tree in any way. Yeah, yeah, that's important, isn't it? And uh, yeah, when we went to Finland, that's what I noticed a lot, actually, that all the woods were just covered in lots of birch trees. There was just so many, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be using. Unfortunately, that. a lot of the the new the new forests of, of birch in Scotland they're not they're not mature enough to tap. So mm-hmm. the trees that we have are very young, and uh, yeah, trees have to be really mature, more than thirty years old, in order to tap them. Otherwise, you you know you risk damaging them because you're actually taking a huge amount of the nutrients from that tree. 
mm-hmm. through the sap. So when it's rising and it, it can, you know, damage the, the growth of the the new the new spring growth. Yeah. And so are you using the like the twigs as well as the leaves? Uh, there's some small twigs that go in there, but it's mostly yeah, it's mostly Most just the leaves. Okay. And what other flavours do you use? Do you have? Um yeah, so our other our second so this um first spirit which we launched in twenty nineteen, it won a gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, which is the largest spirits competition in the world. And we were just like going, Oh my goodness me, that's amazing. Um so we were really, really pleased with that when that came through. And then we launched um our second spirit, which is Larch and Honeysuckle in 2020 and it was ready to go and then kind of we were in lockdown and we thought do we launch this what do we do i have no idea we, we, we thought we said, okay well let's we're, so we launched it in the may of 2020 in the middle of kind of you know lockdown or just coming out of lockdown and uh, we thought well we just have to get it out there so but it was enter already entered into the competition right. uh, and it won a double medal which is the highest right. award so we were like we didn't think that we could get any better, and then we yeah we topped it with that. So it was just like wow, that's we were very very pleased about that. <laughs> so yeah, and and this is the cocktail made with the this is a, a a cosmopolitan, but it's got larch in it, and and that real and and our two spirits are quite different in style. Uh, so the the birch and elderflower is really clean and dry and fresh. And the larch and honeysuckle um, is really deeply woody and complex. So they're designed deliberately to be completely different in style and appeal to different palates. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they, they both make amazing cocktails as well as being able to just drink them straight or or with a mixer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Sorry, I'm going to drink another one. You're drinking it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I promise. At some point, I promise. I'll be able to try them. I'll, I'll so you mentioned like that, that you distill them in a certain way. Do you think you could talk a bit about how you distill them? Um, I can't give you away exact trade secrets as no, to no. <laughs> what the differences are. Um, but our stills are, are copper stills. Uh, we have two hundred liter copper stills, and they're they're what are called alembic stills. So they're a really old style of still, and they're really short and fat, and they have a very wide neck for flavor capture. So um, it, it reduces the amount of reflux. Whiskey uh, stills or, or gin stills or, or even bottles, they can be very tall. And the amount of reflux that you have actually strips out flavour. So a, a vodka still can be like metres high. Um, but we, we do the opposite. So actually we're trying to get as much flavour from the plants into the the spirit as possible and to do that you need as little reflux as possible um to pull the flavor through so um yeah that's that's the difference sorry the, the shape of our stills is different but also the the techniques that we use to and the, and the way the stills are run which i can't yeah <laughs> I can't no no our trade secrets <laughs> no. but it is quite different from from the the way that other spits are distilled mm, it's interesting um so you're going to be at the festival in September um, and you're doing a talk about um, the medicinal origins of botanical spirits do you think you could give us like a little just kind of what you're going to be talking about and maybe like a little kind of sneak peek into some of the stuff you're going to mention yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try and give you a quick romp through history um sort of really starting I suppose um in in medieval Europe 
and, and really talk about what the origin of botanical spirits, which does include gin. So gin is also botanical spirits, just that we have a particular name for it in the UK. Uh, kind of what the origin of those were and why it's called the, the horrendous history of, of botanical spirits was that actually these kind of spirits and the use of these plants were originally based um, as medicine. So that technology came with the monks that that were using uh, distilling techniques in the monasteries and, uh, and, and their use of them because we didn't, have, we didn't have any other kind of medicine. And although we use them now just as these as, as flavour components, they do still have medicinal qualities. Now, I'm not allowed to talk about any of those because we <laughs> were just not allowed to. Um, but uh, that's, that's, like that's the origin of it. So we're going to... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about kind of how those developed through history and through the the the, the gin boom and and actually part of that is about what happened in Scotland and um, because we hundreds of years ago we did use these plants in spirits and as medicines um, and and it's a, a little bit about why we lost that culture. So what we do at Highland Boundary is is actually make amazing spirits that's absolutely what we want to do but it's also tied up with rediscovering and culture around our own native plants um that we've lost over hundreds of years so yeah it's a bit about what the history around that is and why particularly in scotland we really don't have that same history that um that they have in in continent we I want to tell you the whole of the talk you need to come along when we're there but yes it's sort of tracing the history of of these and and kind of lost culture that we're trying to rediscover and that's kind of what I'll talk about <laughs> okay so yeah so you have to come to the wild food festival to find out yeah <laughs> this information so um, do you want to just tell me how people can buy and where people can buy your spirits from and how they can connect with you and everything that you're doing? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, our, at, the, at the Wild Food Festival, we'll be selling bottles and we also have uh, our wild cocktail bar. So we'll be mixing cocktails at the festival, which is great fun, but also it's lovely to see people react to the flavour. So as well as our spirits, uh, we also make um, lots of decoctions and uh, syrups and tinctures to bring along to, to mix specifically for the cocktail. So every time we do the, the cocktail bar, it's slightly different. So what, you, what you'll get on, on that for the festival will be a, a little bit different. Um, yeah, and the, if you want to go on our website and have a bit more look at what we do, it's uh, highlandboundary.com. And we're on uh, Facebook, Highland Boundary Spirits, and Instagram and Twitter at Highland Boundary, without the vowels in the boundary because it's too long. Um, yeah, but have a look. At, there's lots of information on online about what we do. Um, and yeah, check us out. That sounds great. Thank you very much. So thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Oh, you're welcome. It's going to be an interesting talk. <laughs> I, I, I owe you some cocktails. Yes. <laughs> After November, <laughs> once once the navy's out. Oh no!
So the tickets for the Scottish Wild Food Festival are on sale now and all the workshop bookings are also open so you can book in. Um, Marion's talk is going to be a free talk so you can turn up on the day and check out what she's doing and have a taste of the botanicals. Um, and if you enjoyed the podcast, like, share and subscribe. And the festival is happening at Tiernanog near Loch Lomond, September the 18th to the 19th. So it's the Scottish Wild Food Festival.co.uk.